Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, I am your host, Joe Kay, alongside, well, not Tom Hughes. Uh, Tom is currently in Hawaii. I'll get into that in a minute. But this is Maddie. Everybody welcome Maddie. Um, she burst into Tom's office a few weeks ago and demanded to be on the podcast. She really wanted to do this. So uh, it kind of worked out that with Tom on the West Coast for two weeks, we're going to throw her right in the fire right away. Um, this is it. Maddie, hello. How's it going, yo? It's going pretty good. Uh, so Maddie, why don't you tell the people who are wondering who you are, well, who you are. All right, well. You better speak up into that microphone. She's new, guys. <laughs> Give her some time. I'm Maddie. I've been working at Hit Parade for about two months now. I'm really liking it, and I told Joe that I really wanted to be on the podcast, so here I am. Um, I want to be more involved in general. I am a retired hockey player, well, beer leaguer now, and now I hold on, football. hold on. When you say retired hockey player, you played. Where did you play? I played in college at UB, and then I played a season with the Buffalo Buttes. And that was the defunct women's league, but now there's the new league, right? Exactly. Yeah, how do you feel about that league? I think it's good for the women's game. Um, it's definitely got some of the most talented girls in the game now. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. What's the closest franchise to Buffalo that you could have tried out for? Um, Toronto. Toronto? Why didn't you try out for it? This league is a little bit more exclusive. It's hand-picked. And it's more revolved around the USA and Canadian women's national team. Exactly. Look at that. There's information I know none of you knew. Women's hockey. That's how we're kicking off. All right, continue. I'm interrupting. That was actually something I wanted to talk about at the end. Oh, cool. I ruined your final thought already. Fantastic. That'll happen to you all the time. All right, continue telling people what you're about. Yeah, so I'm a a beer league hockey player now, and I'm actually a football player now. I play co-ed football with uh, these guys. Yeah, she plays in our touch football league. It's massive. It's the best. Mm -hmm. And I guess a fun fact about me, it's not really fun, but I do enjoy the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Buffalo Bills. There you go. At least you got one out of two ain't bad. That ain't so bad. All right, so as you can see, Maddie's here. She's going to easily do better than Tom because how hard is that to do? Um, Tom has, of course, some of the worst takes, which is why we got rid of him. Just kidding. Like I said, Tom's in Hawaii because, well, for Hip Parade, we're starting to travel again. Uh, New year, new travels, new cards. Uh, Tom's in in Hawaii now. He'll actually be uh, in California next week. So he'll bump bumping around like Burbank, going to the bullpen, all that stuff. And uh, we'll be back traveling uh, real soon. We we got some people going to Dallas for the Dallas Card Show, of course. Uh, that's on what the 18th. And then uh, Tom and I will actually be in Atlanta for a Culture Collision on the 26th. So that should be a fun weekend too. Can't wait for that. Uh, speaking of things that people couldn't wait for, the Knicks couldn't wait to make a trade. Uh, they were unhappy with their season going on, so they did. They made a trade with uh, the Raptors. They got uh, OG and Obi. I always think I say that wrong, so if I do, whatever. For R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a 2024 second rounder. Now let's see how much homework Maddie actually did. Tell me what you think. All right, so I'm not a big basketball person. I don't follow basketball, but from my research, I've (laughs) concluded that a lot of people are confused by this and they're trying to make sense of it all. And a direct quote was that the Knicks shot themselves in the foot. Oh, did they now? Apparently. Why did they do that? 
I'm gonna get it, don't worry. No, I'm kidding. I understand why people are saying it. Uh, the Knicks have been wanting to make a move for a while. Uh, OG was available. Uh, he already helped the Knicks. This might be one of those rare trades that helped both teams, it seems, because uh, Anobi helped the Knicks to a victory, like I said. And Barrett and Quickly have already been pretty good. The Raptors are 2-0 with them. Uh, just last night, uh, we're recording on, what's today, Thursday? Today's Thursday. Yep. Sorry, I forget. Uh, Quickly dropped 26 on the Grizzlies to help them to their second straight win. So right now, Barrett and Quickly seem to be doing well for Toronto. And, uh, well, the Knicks are doing okay with OG. But you know who else is the real winner of this trade? The Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons on an absolute record losing streak. They lost 28 games in a row. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast many times. How did the Pistons win? Well, they won 129 to 127 against Toronto just after Toronto made the trade. So they didn't have Anobi on the team and they didn't have the new guys yet. So they kind of beat up on that like mid before we get our players team. But hey, they got their win and that's what matters. A win is a win. <laughs> a win is a win. Hey, they're not complaining. Uh, when you lose 28 in a row, it really can wear on you. Um, yeah, it's tough. When you, you said you, you know, you were a retired hockey player. What's the longest losing streak you think you've been on? And what did you do to overcome it? Oh, so in high school, uh, the girls hockey, the high school hockey just started. And my team was like a learn to skate program. Oh, my. nice. You know, it was, you know, it was a free for all. Everyone got playing time. You know, it wasn't really a play to win type thing. I think we had maybe 12, 13, 14 games a season. And we, we lost every game. For two years straight. So I think it was a 28 game losing streak. So this is streak. why you're a retired hockey player. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I love exactly. it. Exactly. No. So anyway, a lot of losing can be brutal on the mind. Pistons get a win. They're not going to complain about how they got it or who they're playing against. Um, and then last, uh, the Thunder played the Celtics in a big game. And Chet Holgram was very, very good yet again. Uh, the Thunder beat the Celtics. I know a lot of people were like, are they for real? Are we really sure? And I think this kind of cemented it. Uh, the Thunder... Big win, um, SGA proving, you know, by his cards because I think he's going to have a pretty decent run at MVP. Um, Chet Holmgren, I know everybody's all about Wembenyana, but uh, I think he's going to be rookie of the year, barring, you know, injury or anything silly. So that's about it for basketball. Let's get into what Maddie knows a little bit more about. We're going to talk about hockey a little bit. Um, right now, Kucherov and Nathan McKinnon, they lead the league in scoring. But uh, Connor McDavid is on his way. Which is no surprise. No, not at all. And it was a little, he was a little hurt and banged up. So you got notes. Read your notes. Let's go. Uh, well, so, yeah, I mean, Kudrov and McKinnon are leading, but McDavid's right behind him. Um, McDavid had a slow start to the season, I think. And so did the Oilers, just winning two of their first 12 games. Mm -hmm. But they've had two kind of hot streaks in Lately, they had an eight-game win streak yep. um, not too long ago, and now they're on a six-game win streak. So Correct. they're picking it up, and now they're kind of sitting pretty uh, middle had, middle of the pack in the Pacific. McDavid had five points in their last win. Uh, yeah, I know that it for his card value at least it went down slightly, which is weird considering he's still one of, if not the best player ever. Um, I know that comes – we're not going to even get into that. But regardless, right, he's definitely the best player of right now. And he's just piling on the points and doing the things that he's supposed to do and really helping out my uh, work league fantasy dynasty team. So I can't complain – I can't thank him anymore. I love it. Uh, but the other Connor is also doing okay, even though he's on a much worse team. Yeah, I mean, Chicago kind of blows. But Bedard is almost a point-per-game player. And I don't think you can really ask much more of him with the – the limited um, 
talent around him. <laughs> and that's being nice. Uh, yeah, Bedard, he's 15, 18 for 33 points. Um, he just scored a really pretty Michigan goal the other day. I did see that. I have a problem with that, though. Everybody keeps calling it the Michigan goal. But it's the Mike Legg goal. Mike Legg is the guy who scored that goal, and he's the one who did it. And then all of a sudden, people forgot his name, so they just started calling it the Michigan. Michigan stinks. We'll get into that a little bit more later with football talk. But Mike Legg deserves his credit, so shout out to Mike Legg. <laughs> all right. So the Bruins started off pretty rough uh, right before the holiday break, but after they won four games in a row. And I think they definitely should have won those four games. I mean, they were against teams who weren't the greatest caliber. But it's a long season. You can't win every game. But they're top in their division. So, mm -hmm. Are you surprised that the right. Bruins are playing as well as they are after everybody saying they were going to maybe fall off this year? Frozen. No, not surprised. Why I mean, they haven't made too many changes to their roster. Okay. I mean, who, uh, Bergeron retired? Mm -hmm. Crazy I mean, he retired. was a big presence, but I'm not too surprised. I mean, Pasta is killing it. He's got... 50, 50 points mm -hmm. alone, and then I don't think there's another player within the top. Or Marshawn is seventeen points behind him, but seventeen's <laughs> a lot. Seventeen. It is a lot. So <laughs> it looks like Poss is just carrying this team. Yeah, that's what you kind of had to expect him to do there. No big deal. The Bruins are doing pretty good. Um, but here's another thing: what players so far have been the most disappointing this season? Go ahead. People probably won't like me for this one, but Ovechkin. Ovechkin, eh? Why, now, is this a Penguins fan crapping on Ovechkin thing? No, completely unbiased here. Okay. Okay. Why is it Ovechkin? Sell me on it. <laughs> Ovi's got 22 points right now. Total. Okay. Well, what, no, he's got, he's got 24 now. He had two assists last night. Okay. <laughs> All right. Forgetting about last night's game. He's got 22 points. And it's midway through the season, about just under midway. Sure. Last December, he had 22 points in that month alone. Yeah. He was, I think he's a different player than he was last year. Despite all the other circumstances, you know, the Caps aren't doing too hot. And that, you know, he's getting a little bit older. But still, I think he's, Do you know what I think he's kind of disappointing. Do you know what Washington's record is right now? It's pretty bad. It's not, though. They're 18, 12, and 6. They're, like, winning more than they're oh. losing. But I know. That's the face that a lot of people make. Yeah, know. okay. Because Washington is not playing. They're not scoring a ton of goals. Yeah. Ovechkin's 24 points lead the team. And we're talking about, like, Kucherov, who has 63. You know, McKinnon has 61. McDavid has 53, I want to say. All these guys who are leading their teams have more than double the points that the Caps' current leader does. They don't feel like they're winning games, but they are, and they're beating good teams too, which is really surprising. Yeah. I mean, that, that goalless streak of, what, 14 games? Yeah. I think that kind of has a part in it for me too. That's fine. I don't think you're incorrect on Ovechkin being disappointing. Obviously, uh, going into the season, everybody's talking about, hey, he's going to be gunning for the goal record, and I still think he's going to get it. It just might take him another season at his current, at his current pace, unfortunately. But uh, I guess that is the question then. Do you think he breaks it? Oh, it's definitely possible. Of course it's possible. I'm asking um, you if you think he's going to. If he plays another season, yeah. Oh, he'll be playing another season. I feel like he's going to play until he gets it, especially oh, if Washington doesn't have was, too much was, going on. That was a question I had for you. How long do you think he'll keep playing for? Um, it really depends. I really think 
assuming you know he doesn't get injured or something terrible happens, he'll definitely play the, obviously the rest of the season and next season. And then it's going to depend on how far away he is from the record. If he already has it, he might just retire after that season. Or if it's if he's pretty close, he's just going to say, "Ah, screw it, I'll do it." But if he's like fifty goals away, which I can't imagine, I don't know if he's going to want to do two more seasons because I can't. I don't think he's got any more fifty goal seasons left in him. That's a lot. I know it is a lot, but he is one of the greatest players of all time too. One of the greatest scorers. No he, doubt about that. I love that. He's I won't. Like, I won't take that away from him. Oh, you couldn't. So who else has been disappointing? Because um, you, you stole mine, and I got. I'm going to let you talk about it. Which one? Well, Veneers or. Hubbard, Hubbard Oh, Hubbard No, no, it's Beniers for sure. Yeah. I would, yeah, I was looking through the stats, and he kind of fell off from last season. Um, he's definitely not on pace to have, you know, a great season like he did last year. So, yeah, that was kind of my... Beniers right. has 18 points choice. in his 38 games. Um, he was always a point-per-game player for the last two years. Uh, he started off really rough. I think he only had like three assists in his first ten games, which is, is brutal. Uh, he picked it up a little bit in November. He had about I think I think I want to say like nine points in November in their like thirteen-ish games, but he's right back to like only like five points in another ten games. It's just not working. And Seattle suffered as a, as a result. They came out of the gate flat. They weren't very good. Now they have been winning a bit more lately. They've been kind of figuring it out even without him performing, but still not where they were last year. So they got some things to work on. Uh, my favorite, most disappointing player of the season so far isn't really a surprise to me, but it might be to some of you, you hockey fans out there, you card collectors. Trevor Zegers, he's not very good at hockey. I, I, I hate to say it, but uh, I was saying it in the offseason, I'll say it again. In his 17 games, he's got two goals. Uh, he's supposed to be his goal scorer. He's only got two goals. He's got five points. Um, this offseason was a big deal about how he wanted needed to sign a contract. Will they trade Trevor Zegers, other teams? Even the people here in the office were like, oh, the Sabres should get him. He's great. And, I was just staunchly like, no, kid can't play defense. Kind of a one-trick pony thing. It was cool. He was on. He was in NHL. He did all the, th- you know, for the video games. He did all that stuff. But right now, he's making five point seven five million dollars. So he's actually averaging about what one point one something per goal or per point right now. Not very good. I know the Ducks weren't planning on being a great team, but uh, they thought he they'd be getting a little bit more bang for their buck there for this one. So he might be the most disappointing player, and I'm not entirely sure he can turn it around. Ovechkin, I think, can turn it around. Beniers, I think, can turn it around, but I'm not sure about him. Um, I had some other notable ones. Um, I think Brady Kachuk is sort of disappointing. He's not playing too terrible. I know he's got 28 points, but every year he's been improving, and this was supposed to be the year that Ottawa was supposed to be in the playoffs or at least be right there fighting for it, and – he hasn't really taken that next step. In fact, he's kind of regressed a little bit. He's a little bit behind where he was. Uh, not exactly what Ottawa was thinking there. And another one for me hits home a little bit is Tage Thompson. Tage was great last year, 47 goals, 94 points. Um, I know he's missed some games with injuries and with he had a baby recently and all that stuff. But point is, he's nowhere near on the pace he was last year. Um, like I said, he scored 94 points in 70-something games. And in his 28 games right now, he's got like 21 points. It's not good, and the parallels between Brady Kachuk and Tage Thompson are similar. They're not playing better than they were last year, or at least at last year's pace, and as a result, their teams that were supposed to make the jump aren't really making the jump. I think the Sabres as a whole are just very disappointing. Why are you whispering? Look at this. Oh, my God. You got to speak up to these people. They can't hear. No. they are. The Sabres are very disappointed as a whole. I think that's very fair. Um, there's a lot of teams that are – Disappointing this year, unfortunately. I would very much agree with that. 
You got any other teams you think that are disappointing since we're on it? I mean, the Penguins are pretty disappointing. They're sitting second last in their division. So. Yep. Well, they were supposed I mean, to fall off a little bit too, though. They're, they're yeah, kind of right where they're supposed they're, to be. They're running out of steam. Their time seems to be over. Do you think the Minnesota Wild are disappointing? No. In the beginning, maybe a little bit. But they're doing okay. All right. Why do you think it's been so bad for them? Because they're um, still lower in their division. They still got some work to do. They do. I. They had goalie issues, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, That's the big one. Well, actually, I went to a Minnesota game earlier this year. This is why I asked you. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I went to a Minnesota game this year. They played. Oh gosh, who did they play? The I can't Rangers. Remember. I think maybe. I saw your Snapchat. It was the Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, it was Rangers. So it's true. First period. In the first seven minutes, I think Gustafon Gustafon was yep. in net. He got so- scored on three times in seven minutes. They pulled him. They pulled him. For your boy. Yep. They put in my boy, Mark andre Fleury. <laughs> That's why I was so excited to go. He's my favorite goalie ever. They put this guy in. You know, it's back and forth all game. They make a great comeback. They go to OT. And then Minnesota wins it in a shootout. It yep. was, you know, picture perfect game that, you know, I could have been to. There but, you go. Yeah, so goaltending is definitely an issue. Um, I mean, they do have star power on their team. Like, they have Krill and Boldy and Erickson Eck. Like, yep. I don't know. Sometimes They just got to get there. A team, yeah, sometimes they just have to get it together. I think a goalie here is sinking the team. Gustafson hasn't been anywhere near the goalie was last year that they, when he was a bit of a surprise, and that helped Minnesota play pretty well. But, yeah, he's been pretty bad. Now he's on the IR, so that kind of does that. What are you going to do? But it's the middle of the season, and I believe five years ago, uh, at this point in time, the St. Louis Blues were in last place in the entire NHL and proceeded to win the Stanley Cup. So nothing's exactly over yet for anybody. It's true. All right. Moving on to football. Um, Let's see. It's the last week of the season. A lot of playoff spots up for grabs. A lot of divisions still up for grabs. Uh, No game is bigger, and this isn't meant to be a homer, than the – Buffalo Bills taking on the Miami Dolphins, where the winner will be will win the AFC East. They'll finish second uh, overall for the second seed in the conference, which is obviously huge, right behind Baltimore, which wrapped up its uh, number one seed when they just dismantled Miami. Uh, literally and physically, uh, Miami has just been banged up. They've been falling apart. Uh, they got injuries. You know, Bradley Chubb just tore his ACL. Um, I believe Xavier Howard, he's probably not going to play. Jalen Waddell might not play still. Mostert got hurt again. So a lot of things going on there. Um, Tell me what you think about the game. So it should be a no-brainer for the Bills, right? Should be. Uh, Should be, exactly. That's why I say that, because you never know what you're going to get with this team. But I feel like if the Bills' defense come out like they did last week against the Patriots and force turnovers like they did, I think we should be – Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, dynamite work, but no, you're right. So, and it could mean a lot for the Bills. Obviously, the NHL or NFL schedule came out, so they put this game last. It's the last game of the regular season. Uh, and it could be if the Bills lose, they miss the playoffs completely. Uh, they need to either win this game and they finish as the second seed, or they, they need either Pittsburgh to lose to Baltimore, which sounds like, hey, they should do that. But Baltimore sitting Lamar and a couple other players, although Tyler Huntley's nothing to sneeze at. And then you also kind of know that Baltimore, the defense would like nothing more than to keep the Steelers out of the playoffs. So 
there's a little added motivation for them there. Uh, on top of that, uh, they would need Jacksonville to lose. Jacksonville hasn't been very good, uh, but they're playing Tennessee. Same thing, though. Tennessee would love nothing more than keep Jacksonville out of the playoffs. Um, and with Mike Vrabel always has his team ready, and Tennessee has nothing to play for but play spoiler. So you can kind of see that they're going to be going for that. And then the other way the Bills get in is if Houston and Indianapolis tie, but ties very rarely happen in, in the NFL, so I, I wouldn't uh, exactly count on that one. But like I said earlier, uh, Ravens, number one overseed in the AFC. Uh, they just, again, beat the Dolphins pretty badly. Lamar Jackson solidifies his MVP bid. I mean, he's a good candidate, but I'm one of those people who don't think quarterbacks should always win MVP. Fair. And I also don't think that, you know, if if this award goes off stats, that he's really in the running for that. Because he's he's 15th on the quarterback stats. He falls in 15th place over guys like Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen, a, a bunch of these guys. So if it's based on stats, I don't think that he's the best quarterback. Thing is, though, it's not completely based on stats. It's got to right. be like play and what's going on, how well the team's actually doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I understand what you're saying. That's the thing. This year has been completely ridiculous for who's good, who's bad, what are we going to do. Um, you know, three months ago, everybody was excited for Chicago to – be maybe getting the first overall pick so they can get a new quarterback. But now Justin Fields has made such a compelling case yet again to just be their guy. You know, they got him DJ Moore. DJ Moore's had an excellent season. Uh, and if the Bears just keep the number one overall pick or, or better yet, trade down once or twice to just maybe third. So now all of a sudden the top two players are quarterbacks. Then they take Marvin Harrison Jr., pair him with DJ Moore, with Justin Fields already doing well. They really got something going on there with the Bears. The Bears have been one of the better teams of – the last few weeks here in the NFL. Um, shame they won't make the playoffs, but they're another team that might play spoiler. They might beat Green Bay. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, so nothing's really set game wise for the first round of the for the NFL playoffs. What are some of the playoff matchups that you'd like to see? So honestly, I don't have any particular matchups that I want to see, but I think the Ravens and or Bills Super Bowl facing the 49ers would be amazing. Is that what you're looking for? Oh, 100%. And I I would like to see the Lions actually yeah, go pretty far just cuz you know they're a team that you know hasn't been to the play or yeah, they haven't been in the playoffs in quite some time. They haven't been doing too hot throughout the years, so I think it would be cool to see them. And then I definitely want to see the Browns kind of do something just for the plot. Well, there's your plot there. I, I think I said this last week. If not, I've thought about it. Man, the Super Bowl is Cleveland versus Detroit. That'd be great. It'd be the best one, right? Um, for like first round playoffs that I'm looking for after, after week 18, obviously I want the Bills to win. That'd be the best. Um, I think the best thing would be if they actually ended up playing Pittsburgh in the two seven match. Cause that would give us a KC Miami, uh, uh, first round matchup too. I think that would be fun. Have Miami go to Kansas city, the, the Tyreek Hill game, assuming he doesn't set his house on fire again or whatever happened. Um, regardless, there's all that. And then. Cleveland, I think, is going to beat whoever comes out of the AFC South and wins. Uh, I think the best-case scenario would kind of be if uh, Jacksonville loses and Houston wins and we get Cleveland-Houston. I just think Houston's been the most fun team to watch with C.J. Stroud and everything. I know kind of sucks that Tank Dell got hurt, but they still have Nico Collins and they still got a pretty good offense, and DeMeco Ryans really has that defense rolling. So I think that would be a ton of fun to watch. 
in the NFC, the idea of getting the Rams to play Detroit is probably the most fun first round matchup. The whole Jared Goff's Matthew Stafford nice. trade that was huge. Obviously, the Rams, you know, they won the play. We talked earlier about um, win win trades, right? Mm-hmm. And people didn't think at the time that it would be that big of a win-win for Detroit because they were like, oh, they got to take on Jared Goff, blah, blah, blah. But Goff's been pretty well. He's done pre- played pretty well for Detroit uh, for sure. And obviously we see Detroit about to be potentially the second seed if things fall right for them, but more than likely the third seed. And they get to take on the Rams who, you know, didn't think Goff was good enough and won the Super Bowl and all that other jazz. So that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else too exciting. Uh, is there any other teams you might want to see make the playoffs that might not, or do you not really Do care? the Seahawks have a chance? Yes, they do. Okay, then I would like to see them play. Why? I'm unsure. I really like DK Metcalf. That's a good Ever reason. since that one highlight of him running down, um, I don't remember the team they played or whatever. Oh, on the, after yeah. the interception? Yes, yeah. interception, he just ran down that guy, tackled down the field. I've been a big DK fan ever since that. And then I feel like, I don't know, I like, I like Geno Smith for some reason. I don't even watch him, but <laughs> it's I the think comeback he's, story. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind watching the Seahawks play. Plus, I think they have really sick jerseys. So there you go. Those, those are very good reasons. Um, and then the last thing for football, uh, Michigan. We got college football. Do you watch college football at all? I do not. Okay, that's fine. You're going to be a lot of help here. I can I can see it. No, I'm kidding. Michigan and Alabama played quite the doozy. Uh, they ended up going to overtime. Where Michigan pulled out a 27-20 victory in, in overtime because Alabama ran a very, very weird play that allegedly was because of a low snap that Jalen Milrow just kind of ran directly into about eight Wolverines and got tackled. So Michigan's moving on, and they're going to take on Washington, who beat Texas. Uh, Texas made a little bit of a late comeback. Uh, but Quinn Ewers passed to, I want to say it was a Donnie Mitchell, but I could be wrong, at the end of the game was knocked away as time ran out. So we're going to get Washington versus Michigan. Uh, it's going to be fun on the national champions. I think none, neither of them have won, obviously, the national championship in forever. Uh, not, as far as the BCS being played, I don't think I'm forgetting that. So one of them will get their, their, whole play, their first playoff championship win. Good for them. Uh, Michigan's been sitting on the outside for a while. Um, you don't watch college football, but do you have a prediction anyway? Do it. I hate making predictions, but I want to say, you know, it's a it's a huge game. Anything can happen, but I'm going to say the Huskies win. They upset Ooh. the Longhorns, so maybe they'll upset the Wolverines next. Perhaps. Anything's possible. Washington's a very good team. Uh, it kind of pains me to say this as an Ohio State fan, but I think Michigan's actually going to pull it out and win. Uh, we're on opposite sizes. So that's pretty cool. I should ask Tom what his predictions were going to be, but I don't really care that much. Uh, needless to say... Everything went pretty smoothly there. Um, I'm excited to see who this game should be a good one, obviously. A lot, again, we kind of talked about it on the, on the podcast last week that a lot of NFL prospects that are coming out were, were playing. They're still playing this week, but, uh, man, those Washington wide receivers look pretty good. So do the Texas ones, too. So I'm really excited to see where all these players end up going in the NFL and making other teams better. Uh, for that, that's about it on this. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm wrong and Michigan loses, but I kind of feel like this is their time. It is what it is. We flew through everything because we didn't have Tom long, longingly droning on about everything, which is okay. That's fine. It's, it is what it is, and people don't want to listen to me talk about everything for forever. Uh, and you don't say enough. No, I'm kidding. You're fine. 
Final thoughts, as you may or may not know, is where we can say anything you want in the world. I know I kind of stole it from you before, but you get to talk about it anyway. So give me your feelings for as long as you possibly can to drag this out a little bit longer. Yeah, so we did talk about it earlier before about the PWH, uh, PWHL, the Professional Women's Hockey League, the new league that just started um, for women. And it kicked off over the holiday, started on New Year's Day. And Team New York, Team Montreal, and Team Minnesota all got their first wins. And I wanted to shout out Haley Scamara, who's a Buffalo native. She plays for Ottawa, I believe, and she scored her first goal this weekend. That's cool. Um, who's, so, who's your favorite women's ice player then? Like, do you have a favorite team for this new league or anything like that because of it? I'll be honest, I don't really know many of the girls in this new league. There might be a handful of names that I know. So I can't say I have a favorite necessarily. But I think, I mean, I live in New York. I feel like Team New York should be my favorite team. There you go. We'll see. So with the with the makeup of this new league, then just a question at you as somebody who's played, you know, women's sports and stuff. Do you feel like this is a step in the right direction? Are you excited for women's sports? Like, how do you feel about like all that stuff? I think that this whole topic, it's a little sticky how it all went down. But I do think it's a step in the right direction. You've got like I said earlier, you've got all the best women who are eligible to play in this league now playing and there were it was a sold out attendance for the New York and Toronto game they had yeah. over 8000 people there which is incredible that's i think that's probably one of the biggest attendance in you know pro women's hockey so that's really cool to see and i do think they're hyping it up and they're going to be able to make it something that everybody wants to go see um, something that you know, younger players and just other players in general can look up to and say, hey, that's something I want to do when I'm older, or, you know, make it a goal of theirs. So I, I definitely think it's a step in the right direction. All right. There you go. Uh, my final thoughts are about the Pro Bowl. This isn't exactly um, an original thought because a lot of people said this, but the Pro Bowl always sucks, right? Um, I know they've done some cool stuff. The Pro Bowl games itself is was actually pretty cool last year, so I'm kind of excited about that. But I got to say, it seems like every year they get stuff wrong. It's always terrible how these teams are, are pieced together. I know some of that comes down to fan vote and fans. Most of them are idiots, so they don't really know what they're going. Yeah, talk about you right there. You're not as smart as you think you are. I am. I'm kidding. But with the Pro Bowl, you always get snubs and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of a joke. Obviously, I'm homerish here that Josh Allen isn't a Pro Bowl quarterback because – Honestly, if you want to say, all right, Lamar's going to be probably going to be MVP, good, put him in. Tua isn't a good quarterback. I don't know if you guys learned, learned this yet. And Patrick Mahomes can do stuff, but he's looked pretty ass this year too. And while Josh has looked ass at times, he still has the most touchdowns and he's still fucking balling out there. So the Bills are one of the hotter teams in the NFL the second half. Um, and the rest of them haven't been nearly on his level. So it's a little little crappy that they didn't put him in other people have been snubbed too brandon Ayuk comes to mind he was awesome but i think they were just sick of putting 49ers on the board i mentioned dj Moore earlier he had a pro bowl caliber year it's just that other people had better ones uh so you can't really do much about that specifically but i do i don't like when it comes down to like things that fans can vote on and stuff because it just becomes who can uh vote who can get out the most tweets who can get the most votes for all this stuff uh my favorite Part of this comes to mind of why fans shouldn't be allowed to vote. Remember the NHL All-Star game a few years ago? 
Man, you were probably like a fetus, actually, now that I think about it. Because how what old? What year are we talking? How old are you? 26. Ugh. Yeah, I think I was talking like 07. So, yeah, you were a baby. Yeah, that was the year that I was a big Sabres fan. Good. That was the year they were really good. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I remember the voting specifically. Everybody decided they were just going to like vote Rory Fitzpatrick into the All Star game, even though he didn't deserve it. And it was just kind of like this joke thing. And. People kept voting and voting. Eventually, I think he Didn't actually Didn't they lost. do that with John Scott, too? Oh, they, they did that, too, but that was because, yeah, they did that with John Scott, too. That's a perfect example, too. So everybody tried voting Rory in one year, and then everybody did get John Scott in, and the NHL was going to tell him no until everybody kind of, like, backlashed on it. But that's the point is, now, the John Scott story was hilarious. He was the captain of his team. He scored in that All-Star game. That was awesome. You know, everybody, I mean, everybody was planning on getting John Scott a goal in that NHL All-Star game, but... Pro Bowl, same thing. Fans vote. They do silly things. They don't, you know, not everybody votes. It's the same psychopaths voting 100 times a day, doing all that stuff to get their guys in when maybe they're not as deserving as others. So there's got to be like a committee or something. I know. I know you want to include the fans and stuff, but to me, it always feels like when you include the fans and the general public, you have a much better chance of getting the things wrong. And I guess it's just the Pro Bowl game and nobody really cares that much. But uh, there's other people. There are there are incentives for some of these players, like some of these rookies. Um, come to come to mind, Terrell Bernard. He didn't make it for linebacker for AFC for the Bills, but he outplayed the Ravens that got in. Uh, his numbers are better. I know the Ravens defense is good, et cetera, et cetera. But Bernard has has been phenomenal, and because he's on his rookie contract, if he gets into the Pro Bowl or is at least an alternate, he's not even an alternate. He would actually be get eligible for a lot more money on these rookie contracts. But because they snubbed him, now all of a sudden he like just loses that money, and there's no real good reason to snub him. You know, it's not like you could say, "Oh, these people were close." No, he's just better than a lot of these people. So it's kind of a shame, and that happened to a bunch of guys around the NFL. So it, it is, it is a little crazy. So they got to find a better way to uh, to do this. Honestly, I mean, it's fun. I get it. Nobody really cares, but for incentives like that, you have to care a little bit better. And when people, when guys' money is on the line, especially when they're performing well and better than others. You got to kind of have a better system in place. But that's just me. Anyway, this one's short. It's our shortest one of all time. It's about 35 minutes, so you're welcome. Uh, like I said, it stings without Tom, but we'll uh, we'll be back next week. There'll be more stuff to, to drone on about. Uh, I'm sure I'll have a more t- few topics. Maddie should be back next week unless you guys email me a lot and tell me that she shouldn't be back here. Uh, again, email me, podcast at hitparadecollection.com. I love re- responding and reading your emails. I do appreciate everybody who listens. I appreciate everybody who takes, you know, I want I want to say an hour out of their day, but it's going to be a little bit less than that this week, and that's A-OK. Um, how was it? Was it that bad? No, it was not as bad as I expected. What, how bad did you expect? I'm not sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, it's not as bad as your expectations, but you had, had no fun. expectations. That's all I that matters. Did you, are you going to do better next week? Yeah, now that I understand kind of how to podcast. So wait, you weren't watching all of our past episodes? Um, not exactly. Okay, well, that'll have to do it for the Pit Parade Podcast. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Um, I'm just screwing around. Again, she's Maddie. I'm Joe K. I can't see where my thing is to shut this off. There it is. And we are out of here in three, two, one. Goodbye. Oh, that's still recording. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs>